Whether you drive a car, need a car, or just occasionally bum a ride with friends, you've come to the right place. Join Jill and Tom as they break down everything that's going on in the auto world. New car reviews, shopping tips, driving green, electric cars, classic cars, and plenty of great guests. This is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast. All right, this is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast. I am Tom Appel. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, when you get a chance, do me a solid. Check us out at consumerguide.com. While you're there, check out our 2024 Best Buy Picks. We've got a show coming up on the 2024 Best Buy Picks. But the list is handy if you are uh, looking for a new car or truck. Plus, you can stream or research back episodes of the podcast right there on our homepage. All right. She is North American Car of the Year juror. She is editor-in-chief of uh, senior editor or what? (laughs) He never gets that right. Managing editor. Managing editor of Pickup Truck Plus SUV Talk. (laughs) And and she's a little sarcastic. Uh, Happy birthday, Jill. Thank you. Jill Simonello. Yes. Big 6-0. How does Uh, it feel? 80. I thought I was 80. 80, 60. You know. 60 is the new 80. No, 80 is the new 60. Yeah. Uh, Tom and I have this joke. He always like makes me a lot older than what I really am. I am not 60 or 80. Though I'm I'm not going to tell you how old I am. I'm not 60. No, you're older than 60, aren't you? No, but I'm creeping close. (laughs) I'm creeping close. And not too far from now, next month. Oh, yeah. All my my buddies turn 60 at the same time next year. Mm. It'll be weird. Yeah. We're old. Well, you know. Like, like, I remember, like, I met my friend Bob at third grade. Yeah. Yeah, and and now he's an empty nester. That's, That's just weird. Yeah. Well, you know, what I want to say is age is a state of mind. You're only as old as you feel. No, that's not true. I think it's totally when true. We actually sit around and start talking about the things that are wrong with our bodies. So it, it's, it's I, a I, natural aging process. I don't have that conversation. Yeah. I have nothing wrong. I am perfectly young. If you, if you had a messed up knee, you'd have that conversation. No. All right. No. There you go. Aging. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Part of your birthday celebration, though I didn't make this official, was that we went and picked out donuts together today. We did. And you got yourself something really boring. I did. I, well, kind of boring. But I, 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 you know, give me cinnamon and I am happy. So I did. It was like an apple cider uh, donut coated in cinnamon and sugar. Was it good? It was really good. I already ate it. By the way, that was Mork's Chocolate and Palatine. Yes. It was Mor- really good. Yeah. We didn't go to the to Spunky Dunkers. Where Mork's doesn't charge you to use a credit card. <laughs> And then what did you get, Producer Randy? Um, it is a maple donut with peanuts. Man, I should have gotten a donut. You should have. Yeah, I need to I lose weight, I would have picked one out for you. All right, we got a lot going on today. We do. We're talking to uh, Stanley Horacek of Popular Science. Yes. About their list of uh, top auto trends for 2024. Mm-hmm. We've got that going on. You and I are talking Cadillac Lyric, finally. Finally. We had we had some some a lot of planning. Yes. But Cadillac got us lyrics specifically to talk about on the podcast. Yes. So we're gonna do that. Yes. And let's just do a shout out now. Yes. A shout out the, uh, to Motorworks of Barrington. Yeah. Which is a, a lot of dealerships in one location, but they have a caddy dealership. They have the new caddy EV store. Mm-hmm. Right? They invested the money, they got the chargers. Yeah. And they've got a crazy Star Trek looking all glass room. Yeah. That that they you take delivery in. Yeah. It's pretty cool looking. It is. It is really cool. And they've got like a charger in there. They delivered it, the vehicles to us shiny clean yep. and uh, fully charged. Uh, but I have to say, like I took delivery of my Lyric on a snowy, snowy day and it didn't clear up. So like I have pictures and photos and video of the the vehicle that we drove and it's all messy. And Pe- I feel bad about people that. People want to check out my review for a very clean 
Yes. Very, very clean Cadillac Lyric. Well, Tom had a clean drive. I did not. Well, no, that was at the end. I actually drove it to Milwaukee and back. I had to wash it. Okay. I had to wash it. Yeah. Today, I mean, I today's an icky day, and so washing it would have done nothing for me. So we'll get back to the Lyric. We haven't even yeah. said what the Lyric it is, but but it's <laughs> it's, it's Cadillac's first yes. all-electric vehicle. It's yes. a mid-size crossover, and it's really cool looking, and it's generally very impressive. I would agree with that. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed my time. So eat with... Backing up a little bit, um, you know, this is not a normal test for you and I. Usually we get a vehicle for a week and Uh we get it from fleet managers who work directly with the automakers. And this was delivered to us from the dealership and we both got it for two weeks. Because we are influencers. Well. I still have to like turn and laugh when I I think about being an influencer. But but we'll get back to that in just a moment. You know what I wanted to talk about real quick? A couple of things. One. One, you and I, I picked you up at the dealership. You did. You dropped off the car. Yep. And we rode in the Chevy Trailblazer. Yes. Trailblazer RS, loaded. Yes. This is all the Trailblazer you can buy. This is Chevy's subcompact crossover that is positioned above the tracks, mm-hmm. though it is no larger than the tracks. But, but it has all-wheel drive. But it has all-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. I think it comes with a slightly larger engine, like by one-tenth. Point zero 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 one. Yeah, because I think it's, it's a one point three liter engine instead okay. of a one point two liter engine. If Got you get all wheel drive. Okay. Um, but but when we think about small crossovers mm-hmm. and, and very small crossovers, I, I, there's a we're always talking CRV, we're always talking mm-hmm. Rav four, and maybe we're talking Rogue. And then smaller than that, there's not a lot of stuff out there, and or it's much smaller. Right. And the Chevy plays in a very weird space and a very weird price place. But I kind of forget that the Chevy is pretty good. Yeah, and, I, yeah. And I've been driving this thing, and, and when you got into the car, I asked you your evaluation of the cabin. Mm-hmm. And we both decided it's pretty nice. Yeah. Some hard plastic, Yep. but it's, it's, it's a relatively affordable vehicle. But I, I like this car. Yeah. I'm getting, I would be getting great mileage, I think. This extreme cold and then mm, the snow yeah. I had to use all-wheel drive, um, I think hurt my mileage. But I think you can break 30 at regular driving in the summer. Yeah. But but the ride is nice, the handling is nice, the power is good. I'll complain about the noise that a three-cylinder engine makes. <laughs> but the Rogue is a three-cylinder, and it's selling very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the power is fine. Mm-hmm. The nine-speed automatic, there's a lot of nine-speeds out there that you know kind of suck. This is a really good one. It keeps the engine in the power band. It doesn't do too much shifting. I just, I'm just, it, It's on my radar. That's all I'm saying. I haven't reviewed it yet, but I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say that about the Chevy Trax from last year. That was probably one of the most underrated vehicles that I drove and one of my favorite vehicles that I drove last year. The Trax is mechanically similar to this, mm-hmm. but substantially cheaper. Yeah. And there are things about it that are cheaper. The cabin is cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit louder. It's built differently. It's built to hit a price point. But man, it's roomy. Mm-hmm. It's affordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Trax is interesting. Yep. All right. That, that was my little sidetrack. <laughs> I, have a lot, Tangent. I have a lot of notes here next week. Two okay. guests. Okay. Jennifer Miranda of the Chicago Auto Show is going to stop by in the first segment just to talk about the auto show, which is coming up fast. Yes. Also, if you are in Chicago and don't care about the Super Bowl, go to the auto show that day. It's, it's going to be- It's going to be empty. It's going to be wide open. And there, there's also- um, Nick DiGilio, our, uh, my friend and our guest uh-huh. recently, uh, Nick DiGilio is going down there on Super Sunday. Yeah. Well, and if you are a runner at all, because um, I know Tom loves to talk about I running. I do. Yeah. There's, uh, it's running his favorite is great. thing. Yeah. Um, they, they have a race on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, is that when, the, when it the is? At the auto show. Yeah, that- and it's called Miles Per Hour. And you, um, it's open for registration now, cararuns.org. And uh, it's a one-hour race. So it literally is an hour. And the, the goal is to see how far you can go in an hour. 
and and you were sort of responsible for pushing for this nightmare. I, was. I mean, this event. <laughs> it was. This it's event. not a nightmare. Um, well, so Dave Sloan, <laughs> who was the uh, president and general manager of the auto show at the time, um, told me he used to run the floor before the auto show would open. And I'm like, that's cool. That's brilliant. Yeah. And he was I'm, a big time runner. Yeah. Like yeah. a really good runner, too. Yeah. Really good Boston yeah. qualifier runner. Um, and so um, I joined the board for the Chicago Area Runners Association. I was like, ah. C-A-R-A, meet C-A-T-A, there's a relationship to be had here. And, um, yeah, so very excited about it. But it, because, you know, the auto show has to open, that's why you only have an hour. There you go. It's very cool. Yeah, running. Your favorite thing. <laughs> People should check it out if they're into running. I just don't care. I, you could walk it. You care. You could walk you it. Care. I care. This is half your show. Yes. Yeah, so Thank there you. you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say something. Oh, Dave Sloan. Yeah, president of the uh, Chicago Automobile Trade Association, mm-hmm. uh, an avid and successful runner. Yep. And more importantly, to anyone who knows about cars, used to own a Renault Fuego. 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 All right. Okay. We, sh- we should talk a little totally bit. We are totally digressing. Yeah. We need to go back to Cadillac lyric. I really wanted to get my lyric review written last night. Right. So that we could talk about it today. And okay. I did finish. And one of the things I did uh, was spell lyric with a C. <laughs> a lot. Like 19 I did that times. a lot. Lyric is L-Y-R-I-Q. IQ is the end of every Cadillac EV coming in the future. Yes, even the Escalade IQ. IQ. Not Ick. No, Escalade Ick. So I I was up this morning when I should have been getting ready for the show, changing ICs to IQs. Got it. But it's fixed now. Yeah. And I will link to that. And then you've got a video done? Um, I I recorded the video coming into the studio today, um, and so that will be up probably this week. Um, But I have a lot of TikToks, because I know that's your other favorite topic. But the car is always filthy. Yeah, the car is always (laughs) filthy, unfortunately. Like, literally picked it up in the middle of a snowstorm and turned it in in the middle of slush. Which is is a shame, because we drove the same vehicle at different times, and the crystal white paint is pretty luminescent it's a good color i never got to see the luminescence (laughs) (laughs) well we also haven't seen any sun no no so let's let's talk a little lyric this is cadillac's first all-electric ev Mm -hmm. kind of a big deal and and if the story goes it's got some backstory they had a problem putting together the batteries okay so there's been a delay in production they're only at production now really there was a 2023 right not a lot of them got made Mm -hmm. additionally um cadillac dealers a lot of Cadillac dealers, a lot of legacy old school dealers that went back to, you know, franchises from the 10s, 20s, and 30s got out of the business. They didn't want to do electrics. And what we've got is dealerships now getting ready, like we talked about MotorWorks, mm-hmm. with the crazy delivery room. Yeah. And then that stuff. And they've got chargers and they've got yeah. people. We worked with a guy named Ivalin at the dealership, and that guy knew everything about this vehicle. Yeah. He was great. Super helpful. And um, yeah. And the like, dealership itself, I mean, just looked really good. So that's that's a cool thing. It's a good thing to know that dealerships are getting ready to sell EVs and then mm-hmm. Caddy is ready to sell these vehicles. But mm-hmm. we should talk about the vehicle itself. And, and frankly, I thought it was pretty great. Yeah. You know, I... I so I spent a lot of time. I, I know you drove about. I, I'm looking at your your miles driven about oh, yeah. 321 miles. You can I drove, see that from there. I can see that from here. So which, you hence can't, I'm young. You're probably not 60. No, I am not 60. Re- yeah. 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 Um, but I drove. I would say. Can you read it now? No, because your hand is covering yeah, it. Yeah. So you're, um, you're you're over 45. Yeah. 
if you can't read it with my hand in the through way. your hand, yeah, um, I probably drove closer to six hundred miles. Wow, right? I drove twice way, the amount. Way to show me up. Um, but I because well, I drove to Indianapolis and back, uh-huh. and um, a lot of the driving that I did was cold weather driving, like negative degree driving. Yeah, and I was more tip, typical Chicago weather. It was in the thirties. Yeah, and and so I want to say the biggest thing that I liked about being driving this in cold weather is the range estimator for the percentage of battery was not awful. <laughs> like sometimes it was right. very inaccurate and this was fairly accurate. I, I over 200 miles I would say the most it uh was off was about 5%. So like it would say that I would arrive um, at my destination with 20% battery life and I arrived with 15% battery life. And to me, that's acceptable. And I like looking at the percentage much ra- more than looking at the miles of range because I think EVs that's the way don't we know used how to, to use, estimate that. And that's the way we used to use gas gauges too. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. And a gas gauge doesn't know that you're going to hit the gas really hard at some point. So. No, no, no. So the percentage of battery was was fairly accurate, and I really liked that. I liked the way it looked. I liked the accents on the interior. Um, you know, it looks a little bit more like a wagon on the exterior than mm-hmm. it does um, a, an SUV. But it, I, it does in a cool way. Yeah, in a cool way. I, I like the lighting kind signatures. Kind of a ducktail thing going on. Yeah, I like the interior lighting. Um, you know, the, there were a couple of things that are not my jam. I'll say that. They're uh-huh. not my jam. Uh, I've I, never heard that before. It's not my jam. Um, I didn't like the fact that you had to go tap, tap to get to the camera button. Oh, okay. So if you were in drive and you were trying to make sure you weren't going to like run over a curb or something, yeah. if you wanted to turn that camera on, it was you had to hit the home button, then you had to like hit the camera button. Okay. So there's so, no quick button for so, that. And and that this doesn't have any programmable buttons, does it? Not that I saw. Okay. Um I mean it, For people who don't know, a lot of cars have on the dash somewhere. Yeah. It's often a physical key. Yeah. Where you can program it to do one particular thing that you go to often. Yeah. I never program that, but that's handy. Yeah. Or you can um like drop and drag and I I I don't think you could drop and drag on this. And so no. like that feels like a Volkswagen thing. Yeah, or Stellantis lets you drop and drag. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh but so that that was kind of annoying. And the other thing, I, I'm undecided on how I feel about it, but I know we've seen it before in the Chevy Colorado. There is no physical dial for your light switch to turn your lights on and off. It's a um a screen on the left side that you have to turn. You, I mean, if you leave it on auto, you never have to touch right. it. But there are a lot of people out there who are like, but I turn my lights on and off all the time. I want to talk about that screen because what you have, and this is Cadillac typical now, is mm-hmm. a single contiguous yep. display. That is your console yep. on the right, your instrument panel in the middle. Uh-huh. And then this is handy because they put stuff there, another screen to the left of the steering wheel. Yep. And it's less used stuff. But I believe it's screen configuration and headlights, I think, are yep. the things that you can do from there. And yep. there's some other things, maybe drive modes. I can't remember. Yeah. But it's kind of a cool drive thing. Modes. But it's quick access to some stuff. Yeah. So I like that. But not your camera button. Not your ca- <laughs> <laughs> not your camera button. I um um I had one and a half problems with this car, and we'll get to those in a moment. One and a half? One and a half. Okay. But I was generally super impressed. Roomy cabin, beautifully, I thought it was beautifully done. Mm -hmm. But the best thing about this, and and manufacturers are starting to do this better, it doesn't force the EV experience on you. If you just want to get in and drive this thing, you don't need to care that it's an EV. Right. Right? And there's nothing, there's not a lot of blue lights or green lights that glow at you to remind you that it's eco, anything like that. The power delivery is fantastic. Most EVs are. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's very good. On the highway, uh, very quiet. 
See, now, I didn't think it was that quiet. Interesting. That might be the cold. It could be. Um, And I will say, between Chicago and uh, Indianapolis, there's this 10-mile stretch of road by Fair Oak Farms, if anybody out there is familiar with it. And it's just raw concrete? It's like, well, it goes... Oh. And, um, I mean, it's... Every time I drive on this, I always feel like I have a flat tire. Yeah. So I noticed it specifically there, but in addition, like some wind noise was creeping into the cabin, and it just, to me, it wasn't as quiet as some other EVs that I've driven. See, I found it very quiet, and I wonder if it's the 40-degree temperatures It could be. It could be. Because the tires would be harder. Yeah. Also, the roads up to Milwaukee from Chicago, I think, are generally black-topped. Right. Which goes a long way to keeping things quiet, too. But I found it quiet. Um, the standard stereo is not the AKG available stereo, which mm-hmm. bummed me out, because mm. the standard stereo is okay. Well, I'm not an audiophile. <laughs> I was fine with it. I thought it was good. But my wife and daughter liked the car. The great news was was the range in 30 mile, thirty degree temperatures was accurate. Yeah. Like I was getting the 307 advertised miles of range. Oh. So I was pretty impressed. Now, here's the thing I did consciously. EVs lose all their range if you go from 70 to 80 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Like 70 is a threshold. You don't right. want to break. So I set the cruise for 70. Yeah. And that did it. I'm sure that if I drove the regular 80 that I drive to Milwaukee, that would have mm-hmm. killed my range. So a little bit relaxed, but I got all my range. Didn't need to charge. I did charge. And I had a horrible experience. <laughs> yeah. The biggest problem with the, the any EV, not, even, not specifically the Cadillac Lyric, but any EV is the charging experience. Yeah. No, I had a terrible experience in an Electrify America station where I was standing in the rain holding my credit card because my app wasn't working. And I'm trying to do it. I tried to do it twice. I'm being soaked by rain mm-hmm. at this charger that was not working. As a result of my complaint about this on, on X, by the way, I got a call from Electrify America that didn't really solve anything. It's like, oh, what's your problem? My problem is it doesn't work. Oh, sorry about that. You know, it's it like, did. Don't, don't call me. Don't waste my time then. Yeah, thanks for the call. Thanks. Thanks for um, And then eventually they rebooted the, the, the thing. I had to call, have them reboot it, and uh-huh. then it worked. And then my receipt said that I was getting energy at a rate of 133 kilowatts. Mm-hmm. But while I was watching, I never saw 70. Like what? 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 What the heck? Yeah. So it took forever. I didn't need to charge, as it turned out, but it was just a, an act of caution. Yeah. Well, you you know, it's something else I want to point out with this Cadillac system that I really, really liked. Uh, I was, and this is an Android, you know, based Google operating system, so you have to use the Google Maps. And what I thought was really interesting. Got to use the Google. Got to use the Google. Um, but what I thought was really great is, so I'm leaving my apartment and I think initially on my way out, I had like 80% of the battery. And so I put in my parents' address and it said, you will arrive at negative 4% battery. Um, <laughs> would you like to add a charging station? And I was like, oh, gee, yeah, I guess maybe I you, would. You will not arrive at negative. You, you will not arrive. So I added. You in, will arrive six blocks short. Right. And so I added in the charging station, which is in Lafayette, Indiana. It's the only one um, between Chicago and Indianapolis. So I added that in. And so then what it did is it said, okay, you will arrive at this waypoint at 42% battery. And then when you get there, it says you need to charge up to at least 65% to, you know, we recommend that you charge up to 65%. Who's making that? Rec- the car is making The car is making that, that recommend- car is making that recommendation. So the, okay. the system made the recommendation, charge yeah. up to 65% to, you know, go on with your trip. And I mean, I did. And it, it, it what it does is it just, per- it, it precludes you. Is that the word I want? It, it stops you from oh, I have to get up to 80%. You know, I've got to get up to, you know, which takes an extra half an hour. But like if you're 
are if it's planning it out and it's accurate, which it was, and it, it tells you what charge you need to get up to to finish your trip. That's cool. So I like do you, that. Do you happen to know what the charge rate was? So it it varied every single time. Yeah. So the that time I want to say it was at uh, between like eighty and ninety kilowatts. Uh-huh. Um, when I was at another Electrify America station in charging up in um, Indianapolis, it was like fifty kilowatts. Yeah. And it took me an hour and two minutes to go from twenty two percent to eighty percent. And then um, when we went back through and stopped at Lafayette, I went. I picked a different charger, um, and I was charging at 180 kilowatts. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's great. So- What was the brand of that charger? It was Electrify America. And you were getting 180. Yep. And it was the same station that I went to on the way out, but a different charger. Weird. So it just, I mean, it's it's all this weirdness that happens with chargers. Yeah, the Altium system will take charging at up to 190 kilowatts, yeah. which is very fast. Yeah, That's and I was Tesla fast. super impressed with that. All right, we're, we're actually out of time here, but I wanted to talk real quick about the price. Yeah. This seems like a bargain. Yeah. 68 grand for the vehicle we drove. Yeah. And I want to point out that I just drove the Hyundai Ioniq 6, mm-hmm. which is a heck of a nice little sedan. Mm-hmm. That's 58 grand. Yeah. So for 10 grand, you're getting a much bigger car, luxury car, luxury interior that is quieter, roomier. More cargo space, way yep. friendlier on a long drive. A lot more luxurious. Yeah, yeah. And the Hyundai's a great car. I'm not knocking yeah. that car, but ten grand, well spent here. And this vehicle qualifies. Yep, I was just going to say that. I think it does at the moment. But yeah. here's the thing about 2024. If it does not qualify, General Motors will pay you that money. Yeah. So either way, you're getting the $7,500 tax credit. So really, it's only way. like... $2,500 different. Right now, yep. that's the deal. So I'm impressed by this car. Thank you to MotorWorks of Barrington in Illinois. Thank okay. you to Ivalin for his help. Yeah, thank you to Cadillac for uh, finding us. Yeah, we appreciate that. Uh, oh, my one and a half problems. Oh, yeah. My one. Uh, I thought the ride was a little firm around town. Okay. Not very firm, but I expected it to be cushier. It's not. That okay. may be fine. I actually like the ride. The other problem is I was having some problem with the steering wheel audio controls. And every time I restarted the car, if, if I restarted the car, that problem would go away. But the, basically, the song advance oh. function was not working. Yeah. It's a haptic haptic button. You Very know, weird. I didn't even use that because I don't care you about don't care. music. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we talk to Stanley Horacek of Popular Science. Stick around. Questions or comments? Drop us a line at carstuff at consumerguide.com. That's carstuff at consumerguide.com. Welcome back to the Car Stuff Podcast. All right, we're back. This is the Car Stuff Podcast. I'm Tom, she's Jill, and this is the time of the show that I usually just sort of promote myself shamelessly. 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 So I'll just I'll just shoot it out there. I am on Twitter. I am on X. That's where I talk about cars. Great conversations with lots of cool people. Uh, you want to jump in on those. It's fun. A lot of classic car stuff. As I mentioned before, I learned on Twitter uh, that Dave Sloan of the CATA owned a Renault Fuego. Well, Yeah. So that's it. the thing. Uh, yeah. So I'm Car Guy Tom on Twitter. Okay. And then I did, I did a quiz. I do quizzes that are meaningless. You, you do. And, and they're fun, but they're meaningless. So I'm going to ask you this question. Jill, which dead brand luxury car brand do you wish was still around? Are you ready? Okay. Cord, Imperial, Continental, or Packard? You know, I saw this one, and I'm like, I'm not familiar enough with any of those brands to say that I want any of them. Well, Cord uh, came out of Indiana. Classic okay. old school brand. Didn't make, it through the, uh, didn't make it through the Depression. Imperial used to be Chrysler's. It used to be a premium version of Chrysler. Okay. Uh, and they were on Cadillac level. Continental, uh, of course, was 
uh, Lincoln, a version, okay. like a premium Lincoln brand. It was usually often just one car. And then Packard was Packard. It was a standalone premium brand that fell sadly into common pricing before <laughs> its failure in the early 60s. Okay. But uh, yeah, do you want to guess which one was most popular? Uh, Packard? It was Packard. I was like, that's one of the only brands I think I've on that list that I've really heard of. So I could just see people answering that because they've heard of it. And then strangely, I found a picture of a Packard. I found a Packard covered with snow. Okay. Look at that. That is covered with snow. Like that's and one it of is the a Packard. Most distinctive grills you'll ever see. So there you go. Uh, while we're talking social media. Yeah. You're on social media. I am. Uh, to a frightening degree. To to <laughs> to a st- like like I think that the internet would slow down a little bit if you simply stopped doing social media stuff. Probably because you know I really am an influencer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, so TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Post. Uh, I forget what is Post. Threads. Post is more of like a news platform. That was the first answer to Twitter's. No relationship to Raisin Bran. No. Okay. No, no relationship to Raisin Bran. But no, I think Post was the first, like, kind of offshoot of when people were like, "What? we don't want to use Twitter anymore. What can we use? So they created that. But it's turned into more of like a, a news feed, which is That's great. Um, and then um, the threads, which is linked to Instagram. So, but yeah, on all of those things, I'm at Jill Simonello. And uh, I use the hashtag car du jour. And I have, um, hearkening back to the Cadillac Lyric, I have a whole bunch of videos on the Cadillac Lyric on my uh, TikTok. So people right should check that out. Yes. Here's a, here's a weird thing about X. I'm still on X. People want me to. And to you're re- calling it X. I'm super yeah. impressed by that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's just easier. Um, is um, it easier? Steve and Johnny want me to move off X as well as other people. But the, the car community there is pretty great. And, and I hate to leave that. But it's, it's kind of bug me because there's like hyper-partisan stuff showing up. And mm-hmm. I don't know why it's showing up in my feed because I don't like this stuff. I didn't want to see it. So right. Elon Musk uh, might make a good car battery, but he is destroying social media. Yeah. So there you have it. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't pay like I create lists on Twitter, and uh, it's. But I think my lists are literally called people I care about, you know, auto PR people, <laughs> and then. But but so I very rarely will um, just look at a Twitter feed straight. I go to my lists. And I will say, um, contrary to one of the previous reviews that we had gave us on our, um, like the Apple review for the podcast, I do like Tom. He is one of the people <laughs> that um, is in the people I care about. Uh, there you have it. I have no such list. I don't like anybody. <laughs> you don't see? It should be you don't like me. Yeah, I don't have any such list. Uh, fun surprise after driving an insane variety of very large trucks. And electric vehicles, guess what I'm driving t- as of tomorrow? Uh, well, a some, Nissan Sentra. I was going to say something really boring. <laughs> a compact car that costs less than $30,000. Okay. Even fully loaded, it's an SR. Okay. I'm kind of looking forward to just driving a car. Okay. Well, so I'll be very curious to talk to you about the Sentra versus the Impreza because both are under 30000 Yes. We should do that. So. All right. We're going to talk a little popular science now. When I was a kid, the only subscriptions my family had on a regular basis, National Geographic and popular science. Huh. 
Popular Science has been a sh- it's an American institution. It is. And today we have Stanley Horacek of Popular Science to talk about trends in the auto industry. Stanley, how are you? I'm doing well. No pressure uh, representing an American <laughs> institution. An institution. Uh, so, I uh, I don't know yeah. if you, you remember any of this stuff. Do you remember something called Wordless Workshop? I don't, know. That's because you're not old. <laughs> it, it was literally a comic strip in every episode of Popular Science. People should look it up. Go to the library, find an old issue from the 80s or 70s. It was by a guy named Doty, D-O-T-Y. And it told you how to fix something in your house very simply using cartoon diagrams. Fantastic stuff. But how are you, sir? I'm doing well. You know, uh, it's, I'm, I'm in upstate New York, so uh, if I go outside, it hurts. But other than that, <laughs> you know, I can't really complain. We are in a reprieve from the cold. We're in Chicago, and it is like 30 right now. Yeah, it's a balmy, balmy 30 degrees. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing shorts. Okay, good, yeah. yeah. I, I saw the footage a couple couple days ago with the, the Chicago River with steam coming off of it. In the, <laughs> so That is some dramatic stuff. Yeah. So you guys published an article recently, the top five auto trends for 2024. Tell us about that. This is part of an uh, initiative we've been doing for roughly 30 years now. I have not obviously been around for all 30 of those years. I only uh, came on board here at PopSci back in 2017. Um, but every year we do something called Best of What's New. Uh, and it sort of vacillates. It's been 50 things. Sometimes it's 100 things. Uh, this year it was 50 things. Um, and it used to be a big magazine issue. Now we sort of do it all online. And uh, we, have a, we have 10 categories, and we pick five outstanding innovations or like really cool things. We, uh-huh. we sort of have these, these long battle meetings about like, well, <laughs> this is really cool, but is it innovative? And this is really innovative, but do people care? <laughs> um, you know, and we, we sort of have to narrow it down every year into this list. And it's, it's always really fun. It's a ton of work, um, but it is really fun. And uh, yeah, this year there's an auto category. And uh, yeah, this year we picked a couple of, of pretty cool winners, we think. Tell us what you got. Yeah, so I mean, I think our, our grand award winner for the category was the BF Goodrich Active Air System, um, which is really cool. It's it's a pretty narrow, but it's really cool. So it's a it's essentially a central tire inflation system, a CTIS, mm. which is not an entirely new concept, as I'm sure you right. all know, because it goes goes back to you know roughly World War II times, right? The duck truck <laughs> had had something similar, but this is sort of a, a, a retrofitted version that goes on a Jeep Wrangler or a Jeep Gladiator. And essentially, it's a, a little dash, a, a little touchscreen interface that uh-huh. goes on top of your dashboard, and it monitors tire pressure at all of your tires, and it lets you um, adjust the tire pressure in all the tires from the dashboard, which is something that you can kind of do, you know, the, the Hummers have been doing it for a long time, right. and that, the Hummer H2 famously had the the cover for it on the wheel but didn't actually have the system for it <laughs> uh which was always hilarious but yeah no this is an actual system that actively monitors because sometimes you want to air up or air down if you're driving over sand if you're driving over rocks or something like that but the cool thing about this system is that it actively monitors the tire pressure so if you're rock crawling or something like that and you want to change the pressure in your tires you're probably doing it on some kind of off-camber situation, you know? And in that situation, that means there's more pressure on two of the wheels, one of the wheels. Okay. And so when you, change, when you change the air pressure in the tires, you know, all of a sudden now I'm driving on flat and now I'm crooked again because I changed the pressure while I was off-camber and now it doesn't make any sense. Well, this keeps track of that. So oh. when, you're, 
change your tires, you can sort of put it in one of these different drive modes and it will actively respond um, instead of having to, you know, go like stop. Like, okay, now I'm off the rocks. Now I have to stop, calibrate and change the air pressure. You don't have to get out of your car. You don't even have to really pay attention to the readings. You can just tell it to adjust and it will adjust. That's right up my alley. Anything that's making <laughs> my life easier, uh, I'm for it. So you said this is available for Jeep products. Is this a dealer installed item, or do you have to go someplace? How do you, how do, what does this cost, and how do you get it installed? I don't actually know exactly uh, what it costs right off the rip. I think it sort of varies depending on your on your trim. It's not uh-huh. cheap at the moment um, because it, it's you have to basically install three parts. Uh, which includes the wheels. You need a new set of wheels. Okay. You need a compressor to push air through the, through the axle. Like the, oh. the wheels are actually part of the system. Sure. It's pushing air from the compressor through the axles because you don't want tubes and stuff sticking out. This is for off-roaders, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't want extra tubes. Um, and then you need the, the control system, which goes onto your dashboard. So it's expensive, um, and it is not from the dealer. You ha- there's a, a, They're basically licensing places to... Uh, put it in for you so you'd have to go and put it on aftermarket but it is an official sort of bf goodrich product cool and and obviously off-roaders would fully appreciate what this does yeah as, oh absolutely i was gonna say as somebody who participates in the Re- rebel rally which is um you know a, a 1500 mile off-road challenge where you're on rocks and then you're on pavement and then you're on sand and then you're on pavement and then you're on rocks and then like all day long for eight days like that would make life so much easier so much easier. Yeah, and you know that's that's the that's the whole um, that's basically the whole. It, it's been tested. I, they they said they've run it in Dakar and Ultra Four. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Like it's they've used the technology. Maybe not like the exact one. You know, they're all those racers. They always want to use something that's exactly custom. But uh, the technology is pulled largely from there, and that that was sort of the inspiration for it. So a uh, pretty cool. And like you know, uh, even even in the past. That's where a lot of this cool tech comes from is like something will show up in F1 and then they'll make it on our list when it shows up in a car you can actually buy. Cool. Um, Stanley, I don't think we're going to get to all five things. So pick your favorite one and tell us about that. My favorite, you know, I think my favorite is probably the Polaris makes the really cool. They have the, the Ranger XP Kinetic, which is a Polaris side by side. And, and what is that reasons- for people who don't know? Yeah, so a side-by-side is uh, essentially a really, really, really intense golf cart that you're meant to drive through the woods. <laughs> well put, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it is. Um, so it's essentially like a big ATV. It's like a utility vehicle. It's just, it sort of exists between a four-wheeler and a small pickup truck. Uh, and, you know, they call it a side-by-side because there's, you know, two yeah. side-by-side. You can ride on it. Um, and Ranger sort of teamed up with Zero Motorcycles, who makes awesome stuff. Uh, I got a chance to check out some of their stuff. And uh, they they sort of redesigned their entire electric offering. Um, because, like, from 2010 to 2022, Ray, uh, Polaris offered an electric side-by-side. And it, it, like, ran on 48 volts worth of lead-acid batteries that were all daisy-chained together, uh-huh. you know, which means you got very little range. Uh, the range wasn't actually so bad, but you couldn't go very fast. It wasn't very powerful. A lot of weight. The new, yeah, it was really heavy. And, you know, lead-acid batteries, when it's cold, they, they die, and they, they die for a whole variety of reasons, really. <laughs> um, but the, the new Ranger, X, uh, the XP Kinetic, was announced 
actually, I think back in December of 2021, and then took all the way until last year to come out. And there's two versions, and um, one has a just under 15 kilowatt hour battery, and one has just under 30, of kilo, uh, 30 oh. kilowatt hours of battery. So you can get up to 45 miles of range out of the smaller one or 80 miles of range out of the bigger one. Um, but it also tops out at roughly 60 miles an hour. Excellent. And it's like extremely burly. Like you can get, you can carry 12, uh, 1,250 pounds on the vehicle itself and it can tow up to 2,500 pounds, which is, you know, that's impressive. I got to ask, what does something like that cost? Yeah, it's uh, the cheaper version starts at twenty four thousand dollars, okay, and the so more expensive version money. starts at twenty nine thousand dollars. So yeah, it's, we're talking about a full car, gotcha. uh, essentially. Um, but you know, if you're using it as a work vehicle, you know, you're getting one hundred ten horsepower, uh, one hundred and forty four uh, pound feet of torque. Like that's available right away. You know, so they, there's probably some people out there who could get some pretty solid use out of this. And there's probably some rich rednecks that I aspire to be one day who can really just make some really wonderful, entertaining YouTube videos. I think, I think we all uh, aspire to that. Oh yeah. 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 No, I would, uh, I would, I would have a good time with this thing. I think (laughs) Stanley, before you go, tell us about the Lamborghini Revolto. Yeah. So the Revolto uh, is really cool. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, if you were to say the idea of hybrid supercars, is a very polarizing subject. Yeah. And I don't know how your how your audience responds to them, but they are ridiculous. This is a Lamborghini. It has a 12-cylinder engine in it, right? It makes just over 800 horsepower from the engine alone. But it also has three electric motors in it, and there's two at the front wheels, and then there's one in the uh, uh, transmission uh, that pushes power to the rear yeah. wheels. And all together, it does 1,001 horsepower, which means it'll do 0 to 62 in 2.5 seconds, uh, 217-mile-an-hour top speed. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, like, this is the most powerful, as far as I know, at least when we wrote this story, was the most powerful um, plug-in hybrid in the world. It, like, just unseated the Ferrari SF90 Stradale, which I, I think that's how you pronounce it. I worry they'll send me a bill if I pronounce it wrong. <laughs> um, I think yeah. that's right. Don't go by me, but I think that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, 1,001 horsepower, 270 miles per hour. And um, what's really funny about it is that if you go on the website for the car, it's a $600,000 car, by the way, um, you can plug in your headphones and you can hear the sound of the engine. But they've also created a custom sound that is supposed to replace the engine sound when you're driving in electric mode. And it kind of sounds like you just turned on an Xbox or something or you like it's just like really spacey sound um and i was curious i was like wow i wonder how far you can drive it in electric mode and uh you guys want to guess how far you can drive it on just electric motors alone i don't know but i'm gonna guess low on this one um 18 miles joe i was gonna say like 30 it's six. Oh, <laughs> really really low <laughs> yeah uh so they really really intend this to be a performance-based yeah. Uh, that is to make the car go faster, and that's pretty much it. Or to go check the mail at your mansion, I guess, if you really <laughs> want. So, Stan, this is a uh, plug-in hybrid, though? Yes. It is. Okay, uh, so you can yep. plug in. And you're not plugging in for range, then. You're just plugging in for the boost and performance. And then just to confirm, this is Lamborghini's first plug-in vehicle and first hybrid vehicle, correct? Um, I know it's the first of the time. I believe so. Uh, I, I think so. I'm If I'm wrong... 
uh, I deserve all the all the judgments I get. But we'll, I do. We'll I forward do. the mail to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, any hateful comments? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> send them my way. If, if they're in, I bet they're going to be in Italian, so I won't. Yeah. I won't understand. So we won't send know them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we can't read them, we just that. delete them. Stanley, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Tell us how people can read this article and catch the other two things we didn't get to. If you go to Best of What's New 2023 with dashes between each of the words, which I know is not elegant. I really should have made a fancy URL for everyone before <laughs> this. Uh, but yes, popside.com slash Best of What's New 2023. Put some dashes in there. You will find all the rest of them and also a whole bunch of other really cool stuff TVs that work totally wirelessly and VR headsets and every other manner of nerdy thing you can be excited about. We love nerdy things. Stanley, thank you for joining us today. No, thanks so much for having me, and I'm happy to join you guys anytime. Yeah, we'll talk soon. I appreciate it. All right, that was Stanley Horacek with Popular Science. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, it's quiz time. Questions or comments? Drop us a line at carstuff at consumerguide.com. That's carstuff at consumerguide.com. Welcome back to the Car Stuff Podcast. All right, we're back. This is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast. I'm Tom Appel. She is Jill Simonillo. Yep. She is in studio. We were talking Cadillac. We're talking popular science. And now it's quiz time. Woohoo! <laughs> See my excitement for the quiz. My my favorite part of the show. But first, I have to listen to you talk about social media. No, we covered. No, we already it. did it. We covered it. I know. Oh, <sighs> that's past. That's past. Uh, no, that was, I could talk about it again. We could go back to TikTok. You know, like there's a, you have a whole day and there's a business meeting you don't really want to go to. I don't have to go to that meeting now. You we already went to the meeting. We went to that meeting. <laughs> I have a great topic for you today, but it's a little conceptual. Oh, great. So I'm going to ask you a question about grade school. Okay. When you were in grade school, uh-huh. how did you remember the names of the Great Lakes? Oh, was it Holmes? Holmes. Yeah. So what are the Great Lakes? Um, what is it? Huron, Ontario, Michigan, um, Erie, Superior? Yeah, and the real big one, Superior. This is the same concept. Okay. In 1975. Okay. Which, uh, you know, shortly after you, before, before you were after, after you were born. Whatever. Yeah. Uh huh. Because <laughs> you're 60. I'm 60. Um, or 80. Uh, General Motors in 1975. Okay. Had a platform it called the X Platform. Unrelated to the X cars that came out in 1980. In 1975, every single General Motors car division had an X car. Okay. People remember them by using the acronym NOVAS. N-O-V-A-S. NOVA. NOVAS. I'm going to ask you these, and you're going to have to tell me which if this is the correct car for that division using the NOVAS acronym. Are you ready? I have no idea what you're talking about, so I do not expect to do well on this. There's a car, N-O-V-S. So. <laughs> well, I remember the Chevy NOVA. Okay. Well, you're going to get the first question. Okay. <laughs> Every division had a car, and you remembered the names of the division's cars by using the acronym NOVAS. I, that, I, my brain isn't working today because that work still makes no sense The to first me. letter is N. Okay. That was the Chevy car. Okay. You've already answered the question. Was it the Chevrolet Nova or the Chevrolet New Yorker? Okay, Nova. <laughs> All right, you're on the board. <laughs> Woohoo! Much to my disappointment. I know. Number two. Me, I, watch, I'll get five out of five just because I have no clue what I'm saying. Possibly. <laughs> That's how I fumbled through high school. Well, um, Oldsmobile. You've heard of it? 
Yes. Dead brand. Mm-hmm. Cool looking cars mm-hmm. uh, for most of its uh, most of its existence. Anyway, oh, the Oldsmobile car was an O. Yes. Was it the Omega or the Osella? Uh, I've never heard of either of those in relation to a car. Really? Yeah. Um, can I go back to the Nova for a second? You can. Okay, so fun fact, the very first car I tried to drive a manual transmission on was a Chevy Nova. Was it an 80s Nova that was basically a Toyota Corolla? I, I think it was, because yeah. my it was my, my friend Amy, you talk about meeting people when you were young, uh-huh. um, and I'm totally stalling here, but my friend Amy, um, she that was her car, she tried to teach me how to drive a manual transmission when we were 16, and it did not end well. Wow. That was probably <laughs> the Corolla-based uh, yeah. Chevy. Good yeah. car. Okay, so back to the oh, yeah. Oldsmobile yeah. O Stalling. car. Yeah, Omega um, or Omega. Osella. It is Omega. Okay. Ding, 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 As ding. As in the Alpha Osella the is, is some sort of Italian racing engineering firm. Okay. You've got two for two on something you know nothing about. I know. It's something I don't even understand what you're talking about. Are you ready? Pontiac. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not an N-O-V-A. No. It's not. <laughs> something. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You just threw me off. I'm like, what? No, this is right. Well, I, and I have to say the quiz music totally played into it because it was like, wah, wah. Yeah, no, no. I'm totally sober. Why Why would you throw me like that? Because Pontiac, I want to, yes. Pontiac is the letter V. Was it the Vixen or the Ventura? <laughs> I'm, I, I, can't, I can't imagine a car called the Vixen. I can. <laughs> you clearly can because you made that up. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Ventura. It is the Ventura. Also, I owned a Pontiac Ventura. Okay. 1976 Pontiac Ventura. It was my high, uh, my high school cool car. Okay, so if if Buick 350, it was a two barrel, three speed automatic, uh, threw on cool wheels and tires, uh, Edelbrock intake, uh, removed the emission equipment. It was actually reasonably quick. Okay. Yeah, you're three for three. It seems. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Buick. Uh, which was the A? Which was the A. Okay, so now I'm trying to starting to understand your theme here. Yeah, too N-O-V-A. late now. We're like running out of time here. Right? Okay. Uh, Apollo or Achieva? Ugh. Uh, neither of those sound familiar either, so I'll go with Apollo. It was Apollo. You were four for four. The thing about the <laughs> Apollo, very slow seller. This is me stumbling my way through the quiz. On this list, mm-hmm. right, the Nova was super popular. Okay. It was a yep. fleet car. It was a popular car. It was an affordable car. My dad owned a Nova. He had a 70. Uh, Nova, but the others didn't sell all that well, and the Apollo was especially rare. And good-looking car, and they all looked exactly the same, except for the grill and taillight treatments. Okay. Yeah, but the, there are a lot of survivors out there too. Finally, Cadillac. Okay, there are no letters left. There is the uh, the S Novas. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Cadillac's a little weird because it was pretty highly modified. Okay. Didn't have a leaf spring rear suspension, had a special engine, but it was based on this architecture. Was it the Seville? Or the 60 Special, 1975 Compact Cadillac. Um, I know Seville was a Cadillac. It was. I'm, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, you are five for five. <laughs> so I... I what may be the stupidest quiz of the year. And, and I have to say, you didn't explain this quiz very well. And yeah. so now... I was up late. Now that you, like, we've gone through, now I, I get it. You want to do it again? You want to retake it? No, because I, I got five out of five. But okay. now I understand what you were trying to say, that you yeah. did not explain very well at the beginning. I didn't, no. You, you totally didn't. Okay, totally mentioned. I was up late. Yeah. Fine, 2 a.m., yeah. writing your Cadillac yeah. lyric yeah. review. Go to the website. Check oh. it out. All right. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, check it out. People should check it out. <laughs> if you want to see Tom misspell lyric, and we can no, do... No, I'm sure... We I can actually, do a, I can do a drinking searched, game, and I you have to do a shot. I searched on lyric with a C. Okay. I, was I actually like, searched on that. Do, do a shot every time that you find the incorrect spelling of the word. Uh, for no apparent reason, our bonus question is about Billy Joel. Okay. Uh, Billy Joel. Speaking of 1980, we drove a lot of these cars, or 1975, we drove a lot of these cars when I was in high school beginning 79 and 80. Okay. Uh, a lot of good albums came out in that time, including Billy Joel's Glass Houses. Okay. Heck of a good album. Okay. That's a rocker. Okay. It's a rocker. If people my age remember Billy Joel, it's because of Glass Houses. I need you to tell me which of the following is not a Billy Joel album. Now, if you'd said Billy Joel song, I might have might yeah. have gotten yeah, that, no. but a Billy Joel album, no, I got nothing. My yeah. husband would know this. I do not know this. You know, so also because I bothered to type these out, I'm just going to mention other albums that were cool when I was in high school. Dire Straits by Dire Straits and Some Girls by the Rolling Stones. I was going to say Some Girls by Some Girls? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Rolling Stones. That's a okay. good album. Okay. It's a good album. Uh, are you ready? Uh, sure. I need you to find the fake. The fake. Billy Joel album. Okay. Songs in the Attic. Uh-huh. Nylon Curtain. Piano Man. Uh-huh. London Calling. I feel like London Calling was a song by somebody else. Interesting. So I'm going to go with that one. Very. You are six for six today. London Calling was on the Clash album, London Calling. But it is, yeah, that's a song. I'm like, I feel like that's a song by somebody else. That's a fine song. Yeah. Punk Legends, uh, uh, The Clash. Okay. Songs in the Attic had the song Billy the, the Kid on it, 1981. Nylon Curtain, Pressure, and Allentown. Huh? Huge. I like Pressure. Huge chart hits, 1982. Piano Man had... Piano Man? Piano Man on it. <laughs> I'm glad you know that, 1973, uh, way back then. And then finally, London Call, we talked about. There you go. Yeah. That's so I have to say, you this is... You went six for six This is probably a record. The worst constructed quiz ever. ever. But yeah, that, that's probably why I got six out of six. I have just signed it. This is the there first time I think I've ever gotten all of the questions right. Ever. Yep. Nova's. Nova. I, but I got the bonus. I got the bonus too. By the way, this also gives me... I wrote, I wrote an article about the Nova's cars, so I now I have an excuse to link to it. Okay. So we should talk about that real quick. Uh, uh, every episode, we do a uh, uh, on consumerguide.com. We do a, uh, a blog post yes. that summarizes everything on there with links to our guests, to mm-hmm. our articles, to whatever uh, you came up with regarding whatever we talked about. Right, all that stuff. So people should check that out. Also, uh, hello, new listeners. Yes. Yeah, a lot. I don't know. I don't know what happened. It's weird to think that maybe good content helped, but but <laughs> surge in listeners last couple of weeks. So welcome awesome. new listeners. We appreciate it. Yes, and happy new year. Like and it's good to it's good to start the new year off strong. And I got a lot of compliments, a lot of letters, a lot of emails about Jim Hurlis from CBRE, stuff people never thought about. Yeah. So I'd like to take credit for that, but actually they reached out to us. Yeah. So it just helped to be a great guest and a good topic. Yeah. I, I got a lot of uh, messages as well about, wow, I never knew that. I learned a lot on this episode. I never really thought about the placement, though. Yeah. Charging stations have to go someplace. Yeah. And they're weird because they don't take up nearly as much space as a gas station. Mm. So they go on someone else's property, typically. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't go on places that have an address. Right. <laughs> so... They have to go somewhere. And as you've noted, and this might be a topic we need to circle back on at some point, a lot of these locations kind of suck. 
<laughs> yeah. Right? I uh-huh. mean, and, and Tesla stations I've seen placed in some bad places, but they're usually adjacent to something with light. Yeah. Like on the interstate, I see Tesla stations literally on the back lots of gas stations. Right. The good thing about that is these gas stations are 24-7. Mm-hmm. So I think the placement there is pretty careful. But but I've been to places like I was at when I drove for Christmas, when I drove the Lyric up mm-hmm. to Milwaukee, uh, I ended up at a uh, um, Electrify America station in a Walmart parking lot. The Walmart was closed. Mm-hmm. There were no parking lot lights on. Yeah. It was kind of weird. And the infrastructure, the Electrify America infrastructure is very minimalist. Mm-hmm. It's there's, there's the, uh, you have the stations themselves, the actual charge units, and then some poles that you're going to hit if you don't have your headlights on. Yeah. Because they're narrow and gray and they don't show up at night. So it, there, there's not a lot of infrastructure. They need lighting. Yes. Really. Well, you, you know, they, they need lighting, they need cameras, they need, like, I, I wrote an article, um, I would say last year at Christmas, uh, about, it was an open letter to anyone building an EV station, you know, or an EV charging station or building EV infrastructure. And it was just like my list of must-haves for future charging stations. It was like lights, safety. Um, I was a woman charging alone. I, I won't go to a charging station by myself. I like make my husband go with me. It, I don't feel comfortable going there, sitting in the back of a parking lot by myself for an hour. That makes the the thing you did with Volvo and Starbucks interesting mm-hmm. because that's the kind of infrastructure we probably need. It is. It's 100% the kind of infrastructure. And, and that was one of the things that I brought up in the article is Starbucks, Panera, Cracker Barrel, all yeah, these things that and, are along the highway. Why don't you have chargers there? And I wonder about that, though, because, I mean, there are Starbucks along the interstate, but they're not going to be high volume, right? You're going to have a station or two, right? A charger or two? There are usually, at all of the ones that I went to, there were either two or four. Okay. And you're going to need more than that to make this infrastructure thing work for interstate Stuff because people make decisions based on their bladders too, and yeah. they want to just stop someplace. And by the time they've decided to do that, they haven't really checked their app. And how easy is it to check the app while you're driving? It's not. Yeah, so you you want to be able to just stop someplace spontaneously and have it work out for you. Well, and so speaking of our guest last week, one of the the things that I thought was really interesting that I learned, and um, I, I haven't looked into exactly why this is, but one of the things that he said is that. Charging stations are not allowed to advertise on the side of the highway that there's a charging station. That will change. It, it will it, change. It, but it seems profoundly stupid. It, it's like a federal law or something, and I haven't looked well, into I think, what that is. And that's is. the problem. I think the problem isn't that they're not allowed. It's that they're just precluded because they haven't. it hasn't been voted in yet. Yeah. Okay. It's just old It's old legislation. Yeah. And what we've learned about things like autonomous cars and electric cars is that the legislation trails the reality. By a lot. And that's why we have all these problems with General Motors is having these problems with its, its autonomous vehicles. Right. Well, that and they hit old ladies. But <laughs> that, I mean, that's a problem too. But but ultimately, I don't think that in general, legislatures keep up with technology very well. No. So the laws that affect what we're doing in real time are dated. Yeah. So I, I have to imagine that the law says only gas stations, hotels, and restaurants are allowed to I think, Advertise. Might, I think it might specifically list that. And and so that's why they aren't at the moment. So if, if you are listening to this and you want that to change, because I know I do, write your congressperson. Yeah. Yeah. And that's federal, right? That's that's strictly yep. federal. Those blue signs are federal. They're on the interstates. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. And it is weird. And, you know, it's, it's weird that Taco John's is there, but Electrify America is not. 
Well, is it though? Because Electrify America is kind of a non-entity anyway. But here's the thing about that. <laughs> if I pull up to Taco John's and get some of those spicy tater tots, I will probably get them in a reasonable amount of time. That is true. If I pull up to Electrify America and hope for a charge, it's a crapshoot. It, it is. Well, okay. Sm- I know we're running out of time, but small digression. Um, when I was driving the Cadillac Lyric, I wanted to try to get up to 100% charge before I went to Indianapolis. So I went to the Electrify America station by my house. And uh, <laughs> two problems. One, it said that the there was a charge port open. And I get there, and it was the Chatamo port that was open, not the oh. CCS that was on the same Which, again, used only by charger. old Mitsubishis. And, and the Nissan Leaf. And the Nissan and, Leaf. And um, then the other part of that was... I had to park caddy corner into the spot to be able to reach the cord over to uh, the port. So, like, the cord wasn't long enough to reach where my port was. Whether I backed in or pulled in straight, like, it was not going to reach my charge port. This is going to be a problem when um, other brands start using Tesla stations. Mm-hmm. All Teslas charge at the back, mm-hmm. and the cords at the units are very short. You yep. back into them, and I don't think there's enough cord to reach, the, especially cars that have them somewhere high on the rear fender. Yeah. It's going to be an awkward reach. Yep. So that's got to be addressed, too. Mm-hmm. But there you have it. Guess what we did? We talked a lot. We did. Well, you talked a lot. <laughs> you talked a lot. I just stood here, uh, sat here nodding patiently. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whatever. I was drinking my coffee. Uh, happy birthday, Jill. Thank you. Uh, happy 6 <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks to Stanley Horacek of Popular Science. Thank you, Jill. Thanks to producer Randy and the good folks here at Talk Zone. And thanks to my good friend Steve and Johnny. Appreciate you helping us out with the show. We'll talk more about cars again next week. Next week. Remember to check us out at consumerguide.com. The Car Stuff Podcast is produced by J Turn Media. To advertise on the show, please drop us a line at carstuff at consumerguide.com.